0: Hey, guys, I just want to remind you before we start the show to go to JoeShrimpShack.com for some of the most amazing shrimp with promo code AquariumGuys at checkout for 10% off your entire order. There's never been a better time to check out some sweet shrimp from JoeShrimpShack.com. Also, don't forget about our charity of choice, the Ohio Fish Rescue. Team Tracy is still going strong. They need your support, love and support more than ever. We have the GoFundMe in the show notes. Certainly check them out and consider donating all the proceeds go to help with their needs and medical costs during this rough time certainly check them out their information on exactly the status is in the gofundme link also just a quick reminder to come see us march 21st at the aquarium expo in minneapolis minnesota we're super excited to be there can't wait to hang out with you guys certainly check it out the link is also in the show notes thanks so much and let's kick the show
1: Welcome to the Aquarium Guys podcast with your hosts, Jim Colby and Rob Zolson.
0: Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. This week, I'm actually in West Virginia. I'm helping a friend, originally a fan of ours on the podcast, set up an entire fish room and it's going to be what, uh, 1,100 gallons when it's all said and done? Yep, 1,100 gallons. Fantastic. So I'm here with Justin Templeton. He is uh, a, a big fan of the show and just, you know, said, Hey, Rob's, can you come out, help me with this, get it done? So I've been here for now, uh, this is what, the fourth day? Fourth day. Yep. I'm going home tomorrow and I just didn't want to miss out on the podcast. And we go extra the mile to get you guys, uh, valuable content. But again, I'm your host, Rob Zolson. I'm Jim Colby. And I'm Adam El-Nashar. Welcome to the party that is the Aquarium Guys podcast. We're sitting here in the hotel room in West Virginia with a bed sheet over our head just to make sure we can try to get the audio quality as good as possible. So certainly forgive us. This podcast we want to go over and we've saved a bunch of you guys' questions. Whether they're from email, from Facebook, or from Discord, we have gathered a subset of hand-picked questions and we're gonna finally chew them down we've had a, a bunch that can get answered a lot or uh you know maybe it's that one secret thing that uh, you've always want to know so we're gonna take the opportunity to review those but um uh, before we do let's uh do some house cleaning so being in west virginia there's a bit of a culture shock here and i'm the learning that wasn't
1: the first clue uh,
0: the banjos the missing <laughs> tea, no, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm joking. Um, it's actually a very pretty con- uh, countryside, very uh, hilly. We're not quite in the mountains, but uh, there's springs everywhere. I'm used to seeing bodies of water, so seeing a spring is not that uh, common for- in Minnesota. They're there, but they are everywhere here. Like, there's a spring right outside our hotel window. It's uh, it's beautiful, but I'm learning that there's a lot of different mannerisms in different states. So we stopped at a pet store. We were heading there. They closed at 7. We got 10 minutes to get there to pick up something for uh, the room we're working in. So I called the phone to see or you know, pick up on the phone and called the uh, pet store. And I said, Hey, sir, I'm, I'm just on my way to pick up uh this item. Is it possible you could hold the door for me? And the guy got angry with me on the phone and says, Nope, we are locking at seven o'clock and just got snippy and hung up the phone. I'm like, well, I think I'm going to make it there on time anyway. Sure enough, we did. And apparently Justin told me, we have a debate on that. that hold the door for me is uh somehow rude. It is rude. How is it rude? It's rude. It is
2: Looked at as uppity here.
3: (laughs) You you are asking
2: someone else to hold the door for you, like I'm so important and I'm such a VIP that you should you
0: should hold the door for me, and that's why he was rude to you. (laughs) So sure enough, we got in the pet store. The owner was there, and the other guy immediately saw us and walked off, pissed because I don't know. Clearly, I you know pissing this buckweed but uh, I talked to the owner I'm like if you could he, he seems already in the back room could you apologize for me in Minnesota that's just like a you know a, a, I don't know a nonchalant term like oh could you you know just be a bro and just you know hold that for me until I get there I'm just gonna I'm gonna be like two minutes late I'm just giving one item thank you we've been having a debate stopping at gas stations asking hey is this a true thing and trying to do a review and so far it's it, it's pretty well in your favor Justin yeah. I'm, I'm learning that in uh, West Virginia don't ask to hold the door open because they're just gonna slam in your face
1: well they're not minnesota nice wow you're
3: you're you're pissing off people in other states and you've only been there for four days that's pretty cool i know that that has got to be a record
1: isn't it no it's not a
3: record
0: record. he usually does it in about (laughs) 10 minutes love you too another thing is i just want to give these guys a shout out um to the pet store it's inland reef pet store in uh crosslands west virginia and it's it's a fantastic pet store the owner there or the manager there was very nice very accommodating and uh certainly give a, a shout out on the podcast to him i certainly told them i would and they were very nice once i explained myself and told them you know i apologize for being rude another thing i learned in the last two weeks that's blown my mind is maybe you guys know more and i'm really asking for a call for help i have now learned that minnesota has freshwater jellyfish what I, I didn't, for one, I didn't know that there was freshwater jellyfish, much less them being able to live and thrive in Minnesota. Where are these located, Robs? So apparently, looking this up, and I even messaged the DNR on this. Don't believe the DNR. They're located, they, they won't even tell me they, where Bigfoot is. I know, right? They are located in random places across the state. And if you go on Wikipedia, they actually show, you know, there was a big bloom of them across a lot of Minnesota lakes in 2010 that people were finding them all over the place. What type of,
3: what type of jellyfish are they?
0: So, I can't pronounce it, but we'll put the name in the show notes. It's a, very, a long, complicated name. I cannot find some sort of common nickname, but the only thing I've heard them referred to is freshwater jellyfish. So, I'm assuming that is the only breed. But if that's the case, I want to find these. I want to make it Jellyfish Aquarium because now they have Jellyfish Aquarium for saltwater
1: tanks. Why can't I do it for fresh? I must well, know have in, these are. I'm pretty sure I've seen them in a few lakes up north in uh, Itasca County. Dude. Yeah, they're they're in uh, a lot of
0: places. I heard, like, Clear Lake, Minnesota. There's uh, a lot. And the more I search, the more I find, you know, pictures of people having them. We have this business called Zorba's that's in different places across uh, Minnesota where they have pizza and Mexican joint. And I'm seeing people with, like, Zorba's cups scooping them from the water. So they're there. During certain seasonal times of the year, I must find these things. So if you have information, email us in the aquariumguyspodcast.com. You'll see our email address or telephone number at the bottom of the website. I want to know more. This is certainly a shocking discovery for me that you have an alien species outside your back door in freezing temperatures.
2: We'll have to bring you back
0: down to West Virginia so we can take you to Burns Lake. We have them in Burnsville Lake
2: here. You do? Yes. Is it So is this like a seasonal thing? Um, I know when we go crappie fishing out on Burnsville Lake. We see them out there during that time. So late fall, October, November-ish,
0: I see them, but that would have been the last time I was there. Now, for those who are listening and are worried that they're going to go take their kids to a lake and get their uh, kids stung by jellyfish, these jellyfish do not harm people, so don't be uh, worried about them. They're completely harmless. In fact, they're not even listed as a hard invasive species on the Minnesota DNR website due to the fact they really don't affect anything in the water. They're not seeing things eat on them and they're not seeing them They're taking over any ecology in the water. So
1: not a lot to know about them because they're not creating a problem. You know what we should do? Cross them with Portuguese man of wars. See, then (laughs) then you create a problem. I'm just an
0: excellent sci-fi
1: movie. Oh, this would be perfect. Like jellyfish of the lake, like off the sci-fi channel, like. We could have jellyfish NATO. Yeah, that that sounds just as as, <laughs> as scary as Shark NATO. Absolutely, I'm blaming that one. <laughs> you know, it's right, it's right. up there with
3: Anaconda and uh, all these other great movies that we see late at night. See, they're gonna get mistaken for Jimmy's catheter. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what, what else? Where, where else do you you find all these weird stuff? But in in Minnesota, and uh, West Virginia, ain't that the truth? So, do you guys get
0: any updates before we uh, continue?
3: No, I'm just sitting down here in, in uh, Studio B by myself with your wife's underwear in my head because there's nobody here to stop me.
0: It's kind of fun. As well you should. I mean, i I do the same thing if it was your house. Yes. Yeah, but your wife's underwear is not in my house, so, you know. Oh, so here's one thing. So when you were gone, and we were going to talk to the listeners last week, when you were gone, you went on a trip at Monsters of Rock Cruise. Is that correct, Jimmy?
3: Yes, that's the one I go on the Monsters of Rock Cruise. We're actually going to sign Excellent. up sign up for the next one here on the 25th.
0: So you were gone, and you had your son watch your house. Yes. So I contacted your son immediately as soon as you left. I know you did. And it was wonderful. Because you're the... like, how can we prank Jimmy when he's gone? So yeah. we collected a glass... You know what? This is a fun podcast. We collected a glass dildo, and we put it in your tank. Yeah. And uh, how long did it take for you and your wife to find it?
3: Uh, My wife noticed it in 27 seconds. She didn't put down her suitcase, and she went, what in the hell's in my aquarium? And then, and here's the good good news. Her little discus died, and she blamed you.
0: Oh, no. You killed her fish. Yeah. (laughs) I washed that thing vigorously, trust me. Yeah, I'm sure you did.
3: I don't want to know where you washed it or where you put it in to wash it. But yeah, she oh, no. one of her little discus died, and she goes, "Robbie's nuts are mine." So all right, that, so, I'll have
0: to buy her another discus then. So you no, might no. want to
3: dodge the bullet when you come to my house, and and just duck in case a frying pan
1: comes flying across. That well, or she might kick him in the nuts. Yeah, <laughs> that might be a better idea. Yeah, well, she no, no,
0: this 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 uh, podcast leans one direction, and that she's gonna punch me in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's
3: probably the first time that I have to pick you up off the floor after my wife knocks you out. So right right so yeah so 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 you're gone you're 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 out of the state out of the state god what what what's happening at your house i can't imagine what's happening at your house right now i'm at your house i'm all by myself i haven't even seen the cat yet so i don't know where's the cat
0: clearly you ate it that's
3: that's what happened yeah so next week we can all talk about what happened at robbie's house and uh that will be fun for me anyway jimmy gets payback uh you know what? I've had a lot of suggestions from people because I've talked to other people. There's a lot of mean freaking people in this, in this world, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> my, my goodness, they've me some great ideas. And so uh, I want to thank everybody who's given me ideas what to do to, to Robbie's house and stuff. But I, I don't think burning it to the ground you know, will satisfy me. So I got something else planned,
0: and it's going to be kind of fun for all of us. Lovely. So just to uh, you know, continue the joke. Uh, we posted the picture of this, you know, while you were gone on Discord, because we realized that you you forgot your password on Discord. Yeah, I was on, so Discord. We with every... I was on Discord today. Yeah, I, I saw stuff. Yeah, we shared it with everybody on Discord, so they followed along. And when we got, you know, Justin's main tank in his basement done, we're like, you know what, we're gonna get one. So we got the exact same one, and now it's in his aquarium as well. So we now christen new tanks with dildos. Thanks, Jimmy. Yeah, you started the trend. That, that is wonderful, and uh, you'll, get
3: a, you'll get a cease and <laughs> assist here shortly because, you know, <laughs> you know, can't apparently, be stupid. do not get discus. Yeah, 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 don't put discus in there, and, and if you do, just throw them on the floor. Don't even put them in the tank. Just kill them right away. <laughs> put them out of the Because <laughs> apparently this discus came around, around the plant and saw this large thing sticking, in, sticking out of the gravel, and he went, oh, I can't
0: take that, and died. Not
1: really? Yeah.
0: All right, so let's get to the first question then. So the first question that we have is done on our Facebook page. It's Aquarium Guys Podcast. We have a group. But someone uh, messaged us uh, individually, um, started asking questions. uh, Are there any market for clown loaches? And I'm looking to breed them for money. So I said, absolutely. You know, clown loaches fetch a decent price. But I did warn him that clown loaches are one of the slowest growing fish. So if he wants to do that that it's, you're not going to make a whole lot of profit, at least not fast. Clown the, loaches are expensive for, on purpose because they take so long to grow. And and the problem with clown loaches is,
3: is that in order to get them to size, you're going to pay a considerable amount of money to get breeders. And oh, we, absolutely. And we, I mean, down at Forest Lake, what did we see? We saw uh, eight, nine-inch clown loaches, and they're asking 139 for them. And you certainly can't
0: wholesale large clown loaches. It just doesn't happen.
3: Yeah, it's, I mean, $139 for a clown loach. It's going to take that special person to buy it. Then you got to make sure it doesn't get ick. Right, and and another scaleless fish, every time you move them, they get upset, they get ick. you got to keep them warm. you got to keep them hidden. PVC pipe. Uh, When I bring them in, I bring in uh, 90 to 150 of them at a crack. The thing to do with clown loaches, if you're going to buy a bunch and try to breed them, you definitely want to put them in the tank, put a bunch of six inch pieces of pvc pipe in there they'll go in there and hide leave the light off in the tank for the first couple of days and feed them uh frozen bloodworms and really watch for ick i can't stress that enough so you definitely uh can can buy you know the inch and a half to two inch clown loaches for you know six eight dollars a piece at your local pet store and stuff but you're gonna spend a lot of time raising them up to get them to breedable size so uh that's a particular fish where i would probably by adults, breedable size, and I'm not sure exactly what size we'll, they'll start breeding, but I would buy that size rather than waste a year or two to try to get them that size to,
1: to breed. I, I want to say they start at, like, six inches. Do they? Yeah. I, yeah, for some reason that popped in my head. And in all my years, I've never talked to anybody that's bred
3: clown loaches, so if somebody out there has bred clown loaches, you know, give us a holler and let us know uh, how to do it and see if it was successful or not for you, and I don't even have any idea how many eggs they lay, so...
1: It'd be interesting to find Is, out. Are they a scatterer like coolies? Because I've bred coolies once before. Yeah,
3: I've had coolies uh, breed a couple of times in, in my tank, but have no idea what, how they did it. So
0: I just suddenly saw coolies. Yep, baby coolies. Well, I mean, you yeah. don't really see coolie loaches. They just disappear in your
1: tank. Right. You, well, no, you I, saw remnants I, of them. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So after I answer the question on Facebook, they just wanted to let us know that, guys, you're awesome. Love the enthusiasm for the hobby. I've been in the hobby for 30 years. Listen to the podcast, all the podcasts a couple of times now. And after listening to you guys, my interest for the hobby keeps just growing stronger. Um, he said, uh, F. Schmelta and Betty White is hot. Hey, your mom is on board with us finally. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I love your mom. So, uh, Thank you, uh, Jameson. I think I'm saying that correctly from Facebook. Now, more questions, right? What Let's else you got, Rob? I have go emails. Ahead. Let's go to the emails next, right? My wife has recently uh, was given a 120-gallon tank setup from her work. I've always loved fish and would like to keep them. I look more into them, keep finding people that are saying they'll just randomly die if you don't get them. And here he's referring to Electric Blue Jack Dempsey. That's the title of the email. It says, uh, do you guys have any experience with this fish or know if the rumors are true? I have had friends that kept them with no problems whatsoever. What would you recommend? Jimmy, what's your experience with Electric Blue Jack Dempseys to warn him about?
3: Well, right now I have Electric Blue Jack Dempsey's that I special ordered for a customer. And when I told him the price, he went, oh, I don't want them. They're First of all, they're, they're expensive. Even at wholesale, on sale, $7 for an inch and a quarter fish. Uh, they're beautiful. But uh, to get them to grow to saleable size, uh, once again, takes a little bit of time. But uh, I think you can have some success with Electric Blue Jack Dempseys if you uh, put them in there. Uh, from what I'm finding out is that the rams really kind of like a little bit of uh, a current. Because in my acrylic system, I've been putting rams in uh, the last two months. And I've been having pretty good success compared to what I had with in, in uh, aquariums. So... I don't know what the deal is, but some fish love the current, some don't. I've failed miserably with uh, angelfish. They didn't like the current much. Uh, The discus, which I bring in and put in my acrylic unit, 4-inch, 5-inch, they seem to do well in the current. Uh, So... I would definitely give it a try. Electric blue Jack Dempsey's are a wonderful fish. There's electric blue Acaras out there. There's all kinds of the electric blue Rams, and they are vibrant in color. And I think you'd probably have a, a beautiful tank if you uh, can get them in, uh, keep them going for the first 30 days, get them eating. And uh, what I would try to do is probably put a little bit of erythromycin in frozen blood worms. Uh, what I found out uh, when I was down in Florida, if you take the medicines that you would normally treat a fish and you could put it, you take a, a small beta cup, you put two or three cubes of bloodworms and melt them down and then put the powdered stuff, whatever you're treating with, erythromycin or acid, uh, you put it right into the bloodworms, and the bloodworms kind of suck it right up. And what happens is when you feed that bloodworms, they ingest that medicine, and it's uh, 90% more effective when they ingest it compared to when you just throw it in the water. So, so I what would, you're
0: saying is you're hiding che- pills in the cheese with your fit. Basically, it's that's all I you get. Do for yeah. your dog.
3: That's, that's kind of how your wife gets you to take your
0: medicine. So, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, otherwise, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> all right, next question I have from Philip. This one's uh, I'll try to make this as short as possible. First, I love your show. Uh, something new every show. Awesome. Please keep it up. Amazing knowledge. Next, I have a computer uh, community tank with some fish. There are, and he puts a list here, but to be honest, I called him after this. He added a telephone number, and it's a massive community that he has in this tank. He's certainly overdone it. He has three butterfly koi. He's got angelfish. It looks like a pear in there. He's got some big ball of sharks. He has a uh, fire eel. Corey's... And the stuff that he didn't mention that I'm seeing because he sent me a full picture, he's got parrot cichlids, goldfish, a bunch of fantail goldfish mixed ones, barbs. It's just a full, full tank. Oh, wow. So I went through the whole list, and he said he mentioned the question was, I want to get some more fish. <laughs> What's your opinion on getting maybe three more angels, some roseline shark, clown loaches? And I, my son really wants a crate. So I called him up and he's really enthusiastic aqua- aquarist. He actually has some some help there. He's a local guy that comes cleans his tank. And apparently the local guy that comes cleans his tank has to do it often because it's a very full. So I told him that, you know, the main problem with it is you're putting number one those koi will not live. They'll stunt in your tank. They're not going to grow in your tank. The goldfish so, too. Immediately get the koi out. The goldfish or fantail, they could be in there, but are really the bio load on that alone is going to just skyrocket the tank so get rid of the goldfish and coal and after you do that you'll have some room but you have to you know be careful what you have you have long finned fish in there so no crayfish if you're gonna have angels well the fire
1: eel will eat the crayfish right and i mentioned
0: that this whole thing once his fire eel gets a little bit bigger it just has to do with size he'll start eating his fish one by one it's like oh no he's being good like yep but they're gonna get twice the size that you're already at so he agreed and called me up after, or let me know after this, that he is getting rid of the koi, the goldfish, and the eel. And to replace it, he's going to get roseline sharks and clown loach. So it'll be a nice uh, community tank. I think the most aggressive thing we'll have in there is the parrotfish. So we helped him out with some advice. But just, you know, take note on this. This was uh, uh, one of our listeners. If you got koi, koi can grow over a foot a year in perfect conditions. People are like, oh, I'll have koi in there to, uh, you know, Part of the time, maybe one a couple of years before I'll put them in a pond. You're going to stunt the the, the koi. It's not great to keep them in anything long term. If you're going to get a koi, get a pond. You that's, know, that's my, my advice there. The the other thing that I really like what, what you said, Robs, is the bio load.
3: And Adam, I think you can agree with me on this. What do you? I would say a, a koi that's maybe five or six inches probably puts out enough poop. Or you could have 40 or 50 neons in there. and Oh, easy. And drop the same amount of bioload. So, I mean, people love all the different kinds of fish and stuff. And I tell you what, kudos for trying to do it and having success. I mean, obviously, he's having success. But uh, to try to avoid uh, problems down the road, I definitely would uh,
1: go with something uh, like Rob said and getting rid of the goldfish and whatnot. What do you have, Adam? Well, I would have, if I mean, if he likes his big fish, he could have maybe got like a cattle tank and done the goldfish in there with you know, for some other stuff, like just stick, I always stick cold water with cold water. I never stick warm water fish with cold water fish, but yeah, the bio load was going to be just for the goldfish was too much. Right.
0: And it's not just temperature by doing that. Most of these cold water fish, like uh, coin uh, coin goldfish, they're, they're carp. So number one, they're going to mouth everything. That's what they interact, excuse me, interact with their world. And angelfish aren't going to really appreciate, you know, a fish swimming up to them Being just mouthing them off. So it, it's it will work. It's not the best environment. And then you have the thing of temperature. Goldfish do better at a sixty degree temp than they would at eighty.
3: You know, I, I really think that the answer here is buy another tank. You know? Yeah. I I just uh I just encourage people if you're gonna have a have a, a cold water tank, have a uh, Heated tank, have a brackish tank, have lots of tanks. Kind of like what Justin's doing over where, where you guys are at and stuff. You know, if you want to have a, a nice variety, you know, put in multiple tanks. They're not that expensive once you uh pay attention to where you can get them or watch for the buck a gallon sale at the local Petco's and whatnot. So, really? yeah, definitely check uh, Craigslist for big tanks. Yeah. And like Adam said, <laughs> a, a cattle trough. Um, you know, up here in Minnesota, 4th of July, maybe August, the ice will go off my pond and uh <laughs> we're going to put some koi out there and we'll probably have to put mittens on them. And, and, and little uh, earmuffs and stuff, but uh, I'm looking forward to the spring because it's the first time I've had a pond uh, out in my yard in my 55 years of
0: uh, life, so I'm excited about it. And That's note it. that when you have these indoor, when I say they goldfish and koi have no stomachs. It's just all intestines, so they can eat every hour on the hour, continually, non-stop, and just push it out. They are literally pooping machines.
3: Yeah, if you want some yeah. great information, what I'm not sure what episode it is, but we had uh, the, uh, one of the uh, our friends with the koi farm and i think five was it number Greg five? bickle and Greg what, bickle he gave us just an incredible uh, amount of great information so i, I uh, invite you to go back to revisit that listen to to, to greg talk about it and stuff go out there and, and set up an additional tank so you have my permission to go out and buy another tank don't ask your wife your girlfriend or your roommate just do it yeah and
0: if they questioned you just like listen to this podcast that's all you gotta tell them that's right
3: sometimes it's better to get uh, per, uh
1: what is it? Get permission or other? no? Ask for forgiveness and permission. That's how. There we a lot of things, like, That's how I get a lot of things. Yeah, that, right, That's that's, that's how, why Adams on the podcast right now. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, before I forget, how big do fire eels get again? Like, is, aren't they in like the two to three foot, or are they four foot range? I've seen 12 to 16 inches on them in, in a quarter So they're two foot range.
3: Yeah, I would imagine they get huge. They, ha- they are ferocious eaters, man. I, uh, I did it Adam, one time. I had a pretty good size fire eel somebody gave me, kind of forgot that it was in there, threw in a bunch of neons, came back the next day and went, where are my neons? And he was very
0: happy.
1: Yeah, because yeah, they're nocturnal. Fu-
0: mm-hmm. Fire eels get like 40 inches. I mean, oh, 40 inches. Like, so they get over yeah, three maybe. feet. Like, they I thought they range. got
1: in that four foot range.
0: I'm glad the thing didn't grab me and drag me in the tank and make me its roommate. <laughs> yeah, it, that's what's been you know, reported from like big ones. But normally you'll get like a 32, 30 inch max.
1: Okay, so yeah, I kind of thought they were big and I never liked selling them because they got so damn big and people couldn't, you know, they didn't realize it. They always see the little cute six-inch babies and they're like, oh, look at how cute they are. Yeah, they're looking at you. Yeah, they get huge. Yeah, they are cute. And they eat everything.
3: So there again, that'd be... Uh... You know, another animal that probably ends up at uh, Big Rich's Ohio Fish Rescue.
0: What else you got? So let's go down and get some Discord questions. Discord is our chat client, what we use for our entire group. So let me read some questions here that they've gathered. And if you'd like to join Discord, go to aquariumguyspodcast.com. On the bottom of the website, you'll find the Discord link. You can join us. It's on your easy to use on your phone. And you get instant results with these questions. It's not just us answering. There's also a bunch of other community experts that help out. And it's a real, real fantastic community we have here. So first question is um, what equipment for like the basics are needed to start a fish tank minimum. So I think that this question is, you know, geared towards what is the easiest way I can start a tank. And we have a podcast plan for this in the future. We're going to have it called the uh, ghetto aquarium, but without doing things ghetto and you're willing to spend a little bit of money, I think the best way to start something pretty, besides goldfish, because clearly that can get too big too fast, is white clouds. I yeah. got a bunch of white clouds from you, Jimmy, and uh, they came in small, but now they're nice and big. They don't need a heater, so all you would have is a you know a sponge filter with an aerator that would uh, generate the cycle for you, no heater whatsoever, and you can have uh, you know natural lighting if you have some uh, some. Thing to do, or just get a desk lamp to hold over an aquarium you can purchase at your local Walmart. They still have aquariums.
3: Yeah, local Walmart has those nice little desk lamps for six, seven bucks. Uh, In September, when school starts, they have all these cute uh, little lights that you could use for aquariums for next to nothing, to be honest with you. And uh, that works fantastic. Uh, the thing with the white clouds is also that, that uh, the ones that Rob got are just regular basic white clouds. But now they have gold white clouds. They have long fin white clouds. They,
0: are they have white clouds that climb on rocks. Yep, exactly. <laughs> what? Sorry, that's a commercial for old people. Yeah. Oh. You guys are <laughs> flipping me off. <laughs> so the list would be, you know, you can get yourself maybe a 5, 10 gallon aquarium. So tank. Right. Yeah. Sponge filter, air pump, desk lamp. There's your whole kit. So that's, that's for like the absolute, absolute basic tank right there. Done deal. And white clouds don't need heat because they're you know part of the carp family.
1: Yeah, and they're extinct in the wild. I th- I'm pretty sure. But... No, I'm Excellent. pretty sure that they dammed the river that they lived in in China because they live in China. They're from China, uh, in the mountains, like off Tibet, I think. And I'm pretty sure that I read they were extinct in the wild. That is uh. Pretty sad information if that's uh, that's true. I'm,
0: I'm not going to fact check you. I'm just going to go through more questions. So some of these questions we have in the list here are specific to an individual. Oh yes, right. We have uh, actually the most questions for Jimmy, but we have one for Adam here. So Adam, how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Four. <laughs> <laughs> That question was for me, uh, by the way. I'm gonna check that off. That's been officially answered. Here we go. <laughs> All right. The next question is: How much was the fish that got eaten? Uh, this question's for Rob's. Yeah. Um. It's exactly this much. All right. Next question. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> no. 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 Back up the truck, <laughs> nutsack. <laughs> All right. We we've been trying to get. To I to know math. how much it is, and I'm gonna
3: tell people if you don't if you don't admit. Just stop it. G- right, give us a range. Answer that
0: phone, someone. Yeah,
1: hang on one sec. Oh, my (laughs) Lord. All
0: right, while he answers the phone. So the fish that got eaten was a South American black arowana. So South American black arowanas in the last few couple years have been becoming more and more common to see. Before – you never saw them. They just didn't happen. And if you heard of one, it was somebody that was on an Amazon trip, harvested their own, sent it back somehow illegally through customs. And it's not like they're an Asian marijuana, they're, they're legal species. It's just no one had them. So I had a favor with someone at the time. And I purchased them outright, and they were way ridiculous at a price. Now wholesale, they go for like you know. I even had people on Discord say that they see them for like six fifty. It was much more than that back then. <laughs> so that's all you're getting from me.
3: Yeah, that's all we're getting from you, Robs. All oh, I think you. we should play that game like The Price is Right, where we're going you know higher, higher. You know, four hundred higher, five hundred no, higher. No, no, All I know all right. is when when Rob's fish died, he cried. And I can attest. I, did. To, I I can attest to that.
0: I, so. I, I will say that. Yep. <laughs> yep I, uh, I. I hard cried. All right. Next question. I'm a new fish keeper and have amassed generations of guppies. How would I go about selling them, and what are the general op- options and like
1: for making profit?
0: So, Jimmy, Adam, you want to answer this?
1: Uh, um, you're probably not. What? Not unless <laughs> you have. Not unless you have Get like not unless you have like a specific strain and it looks pretty stuff like that guppies are cheap and most pet stores aren't going to pay you for guppies they'll give you like in-store credit for fish food or you know just that's what most of them will do is just in-store credit guppies are a cheaper fish that don't get a lot of respect now if you go buying like an 80 dollars pair of fish off aquabit or something you're you can resell the babies but that's, you know, I don't know. It's that they're just, they don't get the respect they deserve. They so they do. You're probably not going to make a lot of profit on it. Yeah. I mean, so I, I agree with Adam
3: to a point where, unless you've got something that is better or bigger tailed than what they have, um, you know, but there again, if you put a sign on there saying, you know, locally raised guppies and they look great, you can demand a higher price than, than your Sri Lanka guppies easily. Well, yeah. But it's it's got to be a quality product. You can't just be making, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, you can't be making, oh, antler guppies, you know, feeder guppies. You can't be Andlers.
0: selling. Oh. oh. Yep. Yeah, you can't be selling antler guppies. It's just a frankly a disgrace to the market, and no one's going to buy them really. Right. but but, but um... <laughs> Yeah, that's why Rob's is selling the damn things. <laughs> yeah, I just find dim people online. Feeder fish. I'm like, all right, thirty bucks. I, 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 <laughs> thirty bucks a fish. <laughs> all I right, ac- moving on.
3: <laughs> I actually have a, uh, I I have a uh, something to, to confess here. I just had a customer locally here that called me, got my number from somebody, said I'm looking for Endler guppies, and seriously, I thought I was being <laughs> punked by Robbie. <laughs> And Adam <laughs> and I was kind of a dickwad to her because I thought, oh, this is. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm dead serious. I thought, well, this is one of Tanassa's friends, and they're, they they set him up, and you know, and you know what? Um, met the gal, sold him to her. She was excited. We got her some uh, tigers endlers, in just a couple Those of was pair, a- and she goes, Those "I are
1: garbage endlers,
3: <laughs> you piran." <Paris. laughs> oh man yeah I paid We're... paid quite a premium price for him too yeah. by the way knucklehead, but uh she was excited and ordered more, so don't tell her the crap okay right. okay she'd probably so... crap
1: if i g- if you showed her mine Endlers. yeah how many you got left I don't know i got i don't i got like a fifty five gallon tank full, really, yeah, well, you should set us some up again okay yeah
0: i mean i i I wouldn't mind uh, looking at feeder fish, yeah yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> to answer the question though, if you don't have a quality product and the and you can't sell online because that's really outlet you something a bit. You know, you can go to a pet store and they'll still buy guppies, but you're not going to get like the same retail prices. You have to understand that they're purchasing them for a hell of cheap price. They're buying guppies in, generally if it's a good size pet store, by the thousand. Guppies are really popular. They have to keep them in stock. So, they're getting these things at, you know, so if you're going to be going there saying, hey, I'll bring you bags of fresh, completely, you know, locally bred, healthy, good-looking guppies, and I take a quarter a piece for them, they'll be all over it. Like, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that with you. Bring them in whenever, and you can establish that type of market with a pet store. But if you have something quality, they're willing to pay for it. But if it's not quality, just, you know, lower your expectations. Right. Yeah, if, if you can go with a particular color
3: that nobody else has, um, there are some extremely cool Guppies out there now. Um, I had some koi guppies that I got one time. I've been trying to order them for over the last two years. They were nine dollars wholesale a piece, and they were flipping gorgeous. Came in, didn't do well, crashed on me, lost them, and I've been trying to get them replaced ever since. And people are asking them for them, but obviously the the person that breeds them is also having trouble getting them to ship and live. I guess is probably the way I should say it.
1: So is that strain like so? How would you say like so bred? so fine that it needs such specific conditions that it just doesn't ship well at all i i totally agree with you adam i'm thinking that's that's where you hit it right in the head there and these guppies
3: were not huge by any means or they're kind of i want to say i'm like a miniature guppy this particular strain that i got i know there's some bigger ones out there if you want to see some beautiful guppies that are demanding really big prices uh check out aquabid in the guppy section. Uh, I think Rob said earlier, you know, 30 to $80 for a trio. A trio usually being a male and two females. Um, and usually being real young fish from three months to four or five months old. Uh, so you got to grow them up a little bit there again guppies will have 25 to 45 babies religiously and stuff and then after you call you're gonna only have 20 to sell you'll lose a few so yeah guppies are a wonderful thing if, if you can raise a quality product Righto.
0: so next questions is what mixes well with what and you know i think one of our first podcasts we said that we're gonna get out a compatibility chart and we never did so i'm gonna put out a statement that darn it jimmy's gonna be punch me in the throat if i don't get that out that pretty soon here yeah, but there are compatibility charts. You can go on Google. You can search uh, fish compatibility charts. And a lot of these have been dealt with a lot of research. They are best guesses because every fish is different. You can have a goldfish that will start start picking on an Oscar. It's just probability behavior from what they do in nature, what they've been seen doing, and practice from aquarists. So nothing's nothing's perfect. Clearly, the other gentleman that we were just answering a question with had goldfish with eels, and that worked out but for how long? So do your homework is the best way, but if you're really, you know, you've never tried it before, keep it alone if you can. If you can't, use a compatibility chart.
3: You know, and then also get get yourself a, a tank, an extra tank, so when you do have a bully, you can take them out and, and give them a timeout. Um, that way uh, we don't want to kill any fish is what i'm getting at a lot of people you say, can also
0: use those hang on the side baskets right just for a quick time out you, you know? know i i've had a, i've had
3: uh, a school of tiger barbs where just one was a complete and utter jerk and it's usually it's a male and he just starts hammering on everybody because he's trying to uh, keep his little harem together keep everybody away and stuff so you, you definitely there's there's a jerk in every crowd and we know that and so I've had angel fish that have been mean as heck. Uh, I've had Oscars that are sweet as pie. Y- you never know. So you just want to uh, take a step back and look at the personality of that particular fish. And just because it says it's a nice fish doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a nice fish.
0: Well, Debbie, you were telling me that you have axolotls and you didn't want uh, one because you've had issues issues in the past of aggression. Yep. Just think. You can have a timeout corner, a little basket, bad axolotl, and put it in there for a while. <laughs> You know, we're, it's, our, it's, our, it's our job here at, at, at the
3: podcast is to just give you reasons to buy more tanks.
0: And there's another good reason to buy another tank. That is another good reason. And we don't even have a tank sponsor yet. Everything in time. All right. What are the best plants for beginners? I'm going to take this one, hornwort. I can't get it to stop growing. Maybe guppy grass is a, is a hard second. Duckweed. Duckweed. There you there go. You go. <laughs> Duckweed. Yeah, that's easy enough. Next question. Anachronus. <laughs> the best... Anacris, what's the best way to fill my tank and monitor the chemical levels? I think that that is a loaded question. If it's salt water, you're gonna to want to use some sort of uh, like an Apex system is probably the best in the market to monitor your micronutrients. Otherwise, within a an aquarium tank, there are things that we just talked about with the Raspberry Pi you can do, but you know, get yourself a API water test kit. You know, get good at it.
3: Yep, and the thing is, that if it's if it's out of your price range, a water change every week does wonders right and don't spill beer in it like jimmy does i, d- I don't drink beer near my tanks
1: <laughs> maybe near rob's tanks yeah yeah there you go that, like that, you are right now right now i'm doing that yeah
0: all right why the f don't fish stores tell you that iridescent sharks are actually cat
1: because the shark name is cooler. Do you honestly think you could sell something that said iridescent catfish? No. No, no, no.
0: Think about it because iridescent catfish, like you could put, you know, ugly ass googly eye catfish. Yeah, iridescent shark does sound better. Yeah. You <laughs> know,
3: it, and right back to
0: marketing. War. There you go. One That's
3: of our it one of our podcasts we did with our friends over there with, with the reef aquarium. It, those guys are naming the corals just these crazy names like the home wrecker because they cost. Oh yeah, guys. that one was funny. You know, and, and like you said, they come up with these great names because they are very cool. When people look at it, they go, oh, check that out. Oh, that's why it's called The Homewrecker. It's
1: $600. Oh, no, no. I think it was more than that, wasn't it?
3: Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm hearing it. Was you like, it
0: was $1,500 for a piece of yeah.
3: it that wasn't even a frag. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was like the size of your fingernail. That would be called the Nutcracker at my house.
0: <laughs> it's not Christmas yet. Not yet. Merry Christmas, everyone. All right. Here's one. Now we have on our Discord a bunch of different characters. We, we're certainly blessed by having of skilled individuals, new individuals, and one of them, uh, one of my favorite people on Discord, Myrtlewood, is our resident troll. And when I say this, he, you know, he cracks a lot of jokes, it keeps keep it fun in Discord, and he wants to know what's the airspeed velocity of an unlaided. And it shows here with a cross out of it swallow, and instead he wrote hatchetfish. So I'm assuming this is some Wait, sort of what, jo- no? joke. What is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? Is the normal sentence, but he's asking what's the un- airspeed velocity of an unladen hatchetfish? Forty-five miles
1: an hour. That's what I was, was going to say. Don't they like fly out of the water pretty fast?
0: Yeah. So I looked this up, and apparently there was a big uh, guy that did it in the '90s, um, doing a bunch of research on the hatchet fish because it's such a weird fish. Its mouth is up at the top. It's got these side fins that work like uh, wings. And if, unless you have your tank lid duct tape, they're going to fly out. So these things fly feet, many feet. And according to some of his slow capture frameworks, these things go around 30 miles an hour. No way. Yeah, now, I can see that. Do they swim 30 miles an hour under the water? Probably not. But when they launch out of the water, they're catching just airspeed and hovering
1: and who knows what. So that's my best guess. That's not an actual answer, but, uh, you know, weird one. So funny story about hatchet fish. I have found them in, from in my store. So my, Jim, you remember how my store was set up, yeah, right? Yep. Where it, okay. So I have found them almost, you know where the saltwater was in the back corner? Yep. And the, the freshwater fish were in that second row when you walk in, not the first row, but the second row. Yep. I found them on the saltwater wall stuck and dried before. <laughs> and that, the, how, how many feet is that? That's got to be. Oh, like twenty five. I was gonna feet. say fifteen, twenty feet. Yeah, middle. Yeah, and yeah. they 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 went from that, and they've flown across the store through the air and stuck to the wall and just can't get off the wall.
3: Yeah, because they're they're flat. They're like a suction cup when they hit the wall. Um, I've had uh, everybody's familiar with the marble hatchet. I my personal favorite is the silver hatchet, which is usually a little bit bigger fish, a little more hardy fish, as far as I'm concerned. And I would find them six tanks over from where they where I put them because I didn't, you know put the lid on tight or whatever, six tanks over, which would probably be about six, seven feet uh, in my warehouse, and go, how in the hell they get over here is beyond me. But then you'd find his friends on the floor too. So yeah, sometimes they're not very accurate where they jump.
0: Well, they just don't jump in the frying pan. Oh, that'd be delicious. Next question is, my fish are acting weird and different. What are some things I should check before assuming the worst?
1: Oh, well, I would check their gills, because if their gills are bright red, there's obviously some... There's Decreased oxygen in the water. They're acting, dip- you said differently? Yeah, and it doesn't say, it's acting
0: weird and different. So number one, I think the thing is to start off with is, you know, what's the temperature? If they're cold or hot, even by a small minimum temperature, almost all fish act different. Even cold water fish are going to act different in 50 degrees and 60. So did the temperature change? Did your heater and plug would be the number one thing I would go to.
1: Are um, they lying on the bottom? Because, you know, they're being electrocuted by their... Stray electricity.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Or, you know, are they on the top of the water gas bank? Did you forget to plug in your aerator? You know, did... uh...
2: Airstone get clogged.
0: Right. Did your airstone get clogged? Is your filter not working? What, what what's going on there are they wiggling weird maybe they're in labor and there's a live bear and you're on the yeah, bottom trying they, to give birth and you're just being a creeper staring at them do they have ick you know do they look like you rolled them in salt and pepper you know right you know um
3: i raise a lot of angelfish and i could tell when my angelfish weren't doing well because then normally you'd go up to the tank and you'd uh, they'd greet you and you'd feed them they eat like pigs um but you could walk by one tank and when they get when angelfish get sick and i cannot tell you why they will turn your their back to you and kind of go to the back of the tank and with their back tail to you and not pay any attention to you and you, if you walk by a tank of angelfish and they are acting like that there's something wrong they're going to come down with a disease or they already have a disease and so the first thing i would do is check for disease i would check for uh, electricity air stones temperature there's so many things that you can check but i tell you the, the longer you're in the business the quicker it is to pick that stuff up now i
0: taught dabby how to check for electricity because he's making a big fish uh, rack i have nine tanks on my fish rack and i electrocute myself so what we did mm-hmm. is in the basement i'm like dabby take off your, your socks and shoes <laughs> i right, put your finger in there make sure you have a nice contact with the cement floor and then touch your aquarium otherwise you might not get shocked seemed to work out. We did electrical, electrical training, electrical
3: talking. training. It also works great for sterilization. We've been trying to get Adam to do it for years, but he's got four <laughs> kids and he just keeps on going. Just keeps
2: on going. If that's how that
3: works. I need to get home stat. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'll send you two cracked heaters. I might have some still.
2: Okay, great.
0: Excellent. All right. What is a good nano fish first to get for either a small aquarium or a large school of fish? I'm gonna pick white on. clouds are always
1: a nice little fish tank. A uh, little fish. I like the white clouds. There
0: are so many. I was going mean, to say. I'm not, we just got to pick one.
1: Amber tetras. Oh, yeah.
0: Tetras. Tet- I'm Tet- going to Tet- pick Rummy Nose. Rummy of Nose. Project Paiba. Yep. Yeah, I'm definitely not. Beautiful fish. Oh, you got to pick something different. So yep. we each get one here. Come on now. Don't say antlers I'll stab you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Endlers>. <laughs>
0: Betty White. Yeah, I would go with a uh, Serpe Tetra. There you go. Ooh, See, there, there's so many. You just start going down the tetra line. There's Boro line. There, it, it's a, uh, it's a collection. Now, if you do want them to school, try to stick to one species. Um, normally intercrossing species won't give you a school. So, just like mine, I have you know 100 rummy nos in my tank. They school nicely. You know, I've right. I've got a question.
3: I get to, I get to ask a question. I've yeah, heard do. I've heard talk of in the last two weeks about toucan, tou toucan, toucan, toucan. T- yeah. I've n- I've been doing this for freaking 30 years. I've never seen them. What are they?
1: They're well, brand new. They're
0: not necessarily brand new. They're pretty recent. Are they renamed? Um, Something that they renamed to make it sound cool? They found, uh, you know, batches in, like, the 60s, but they just never hit the aquarium trade. So now that they're trying to research, you know, what could be farmed, what's a sustainable, good-looking fish, like, yeah, these definitely, I don't know why they haven't been picked up before, but
3: they're yeah. certainly there. Yeah, I, I see them on my list now. I have, I've never seen them on the list up until the last... A month or two, and and I just, I'm assuming they look like, uh, it must be brightly colored. Well, I
0: think you just got confused because you always look in your cereal cabinet and you see that
1: toucan on the box, and you just eat those. Oh,
0: those are delicious. They look
1: like, actually, Jim, you know what they look like? What? They look like a penguin tetra, to be quite honest. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, they except instead of for a penguin tetra, they got a little bit of gold right over, the, over their eye and like quarter over their body right after their gills. That, that is way cool.
3: I forget about the penguin tetra. I haven't sold penguin tetras in years. I had a couple of customers that just loved them. You know, just the way the, the black stripe goes on them, their tail looks almost like a hockey stick. And that's another great thing to have that most people do not have in their tanks. If you get hold of some penguin tetras, they're a wonderful fish to have in your tanks.
0: I also call them hockey stick tetras. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Um. What are some of the more interesting? I'm gonna skip this joint question. Interesting nano. I, I can't skip it. Tricotta rainbows. Look them up. Yeah. They play. They have weird fins. They dip, dive, and duck. They're probably one of the most active, fun nano fish besides you know schooling white clouds. Uh, for speed purposes, do some fish actually get unhappy when their friend dies? For example, I have two juvenile basami rainbows. One died uh, ex- unexpectedly. Just wondering if I should get a number another rainbow or if he'll be all right. Yes. And yeah, you know. There are a whole line of people and they're not fish people that believe that these animals do not carry emotion. And that is frankly wrong. It's just like we talked with uh, Scott, you know, we can measure stress in a fish biologically. So why in the world couldn't we measure stress if a friend dies? And they they frankly do. I've had a pair of Basami rainbows, male passed away and I had to get another one because it just sat in the corner alone. Once I put another one in there, it was two days and they were schooling. It was out of the corner got color again they they frankly do and um certainly you can message uh scott from the new england aquarium i think we have a uh, contact with him on discord and he was
1: doing uh, a lot of research on testing for stress and there should
0: be ways you can do it in your own aquarium but they do they
1: have Well, to. aren't they basically a schooling fish like bosmanis don't they need company they are yes so i mean anything like okay Here here's a nice easy way to do it most like big big ass cichlids that's a duck. Anyways, big cichlids. For the <laughs> most part, you get a pair. Like at Oscars, you get one. Because Oscars don't care. The bigger cichlids, they don't really care. Um, a lot of these bigger cichlids have to form pair bonds, and that's a whole nother thing. So you gotta get like six or eight frontosas. Uh I'm just trying to remember what but a well, lot I mean, of the-
0: who who started off their aquarium, you know, with it, it's got one neon tetra. How the world does that work? Yeah, Probably I mean it, well. it's just gonna die. Probably not I, well, but if you get one African butterfly. There are cork in the
1: corner of the tank, and they don't care. They, yeah. But you it, know, I A dwarf karami. I mean. They're happy to be alone. Yeah, but it, it's dependent on the fish. I mean, each fish is different. So you need to research your fish and go, okay, if you were to go to, to my store when I had it and be like, I just want one Neon Tetra, I'd call you a dummy. And you I'd say, I'm...
0: go buy somewhere have, else.
1: Yeah, go there, they have to have friends. So it's it's the, each fish is different. And you have to treat each fish differently. Like some people like to be in a corner like Rob's and some people don't. It's my meditation corner. All right, man. <laughs> all right. Next question. If parameters are consistent,
0: uh, ammonia zero, nitrate zero, uh, nitrate uh you know, 0.5 in a planted tank, when in the world should I do water changes since my nitrates aren't changing to dangerous levels? And you, sir, are the uh, perfect candidate for not ever changing your water. If you're testing your water and it's continually the same, you have successfully made a perfect ratio of fish to plants, and you're tank is able to cycle without a water change. Now, that being said, I still recommend doing it every so often every blue moon because the micronutrients in your water do not replenish such as calcium. You're not going to get that back in the water, so you would have to add supplements. That's really your only uh risk in those situations, but there are many people that advocate not having to change the water. I in my own tank, I've a 125 gallon uh, tall tank with a large community I've told you about my rummy nose tetras. And I didn't do a water change in that for nine months. That's a long time. I don't recommend doing that. It was more of my research. I probably, in that tank, because it was so heavily planted, do one every four months just I, for calcium.
2: I went six on my guppy tank. It heavily planted. I shouldn't have, but I did.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's really what you need to look out for, especially if you're they're breeding. Baby fish need calcium to grow, but otherwise, you've done it. Congratulations. Your planted tank is successful. All right, Jim, there's a question for you, buddy. What's you're that? Right? For Jim, if you want to lose... $8,000, but don't like guppies. What other fish should I try? I would go out and immediately buy 80 zebra plicos.
3: <laughs> oh,
1: okay. Immediately.
3: They're only $110, $130 a piece, but if you buy 80, maybe it will get them down to 100 bucks for you. Yeah, and, little, and, little and I would pistol. immediately throw them in one tank, turn off the light, and uh, just walk away.
0: And just to start the
3: cycle, pee in the tank. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of ways to lose money. I definitely am the king of losing money. I will guarantee of that but yeah rob's called me up here i don't know a month ago and said hey we should go out and buy some zebra plecos and what was my answer
0: (laughs) thank you no Uh, why zebra plecos aren't that hard well actually i I, I thought you hung up on me for a second yeah
3: no they're not that hard but when, when you go out and consider i mean they only have three five seven babies at a crack uh, then you have to get them, uh, up to sizable sale to sell them. It's a lot of work for a few, but there's people that are very successful in doing it and stuff. And like our friend, Steve or Bicky from angels plus, he would rather sell you one fish at $200 and sell you a hundred fish at a dollar any day of the week. So, I mean, a lot of people, if you've got the time and the effort, uh, and you want to raise something really cool, zebra plecos are much fun, but I would not put anything in with zebra plecos. I've had, uh two and a half inch zebra plecos uh with some guppies and the guppies start picking
0: on them for some reason so i would only yeah. do only do well, plecos. so here's the fun fact jimmy's pleco cursed jimmy I has not been able to get plecos breeding for him ever
3: no Life. i i've, I've had uh, just sporadic success and most of it was over in my warehouse where i had a different water parameters and yet right? and you, yet robbie's around the block money in
0: time and trying Rob... to
3: breed bristle mills oh yeah i've spent a ton of money uh, last week I bought in some uh, red bristlenose plecos just because I wanted to lose some more money. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah. So right now I've got red bristlenose plecos and and uh, hopefully they're still alive when Robbie gets back so I can show
0: them. And maybe steal them from you so I can breed them. No, not gonna happen. <laughs> You're I'm, just gonna go. Ha, ha, I'm ha, eating, Yeah. No, I'm gonna kill them myself. So. All right, planted tank. What is the best steps once uh, once you have hair algae and other algaes become an issue? Um, how do you deal with the massive hair algae problem? Oh, you've got that oh, one. I have that. I had that problem worse than anybody. And it was not just just regular string hair algae, but black beard algae. Is. And I decided, you know, I have two options. I can chemical treat them, you know, or f- fight with it, that type of mix. Or I can try to find, you know, what species eradicate that stuff? What likes to find it and just mow it down for, for lunch? So mollies, American flagfish. But bar none, the best species that was most compatible with a n- large, you know, nano variety aquarium was Siamese algae eaters. True Siamese algae eaters. These things can grow, you know, three inches, even four sometimes for big females. But they are extremely docile. And they're human lawn mowers. If you have hair algae, blackbeard algae, they will clean every square inch of your tank. I put in 10 in my tank and they had the entire tank cleaned, mowed, and eradicated. I still see maybe tiny... You know, like one or two bits of blackbird algae pop up here and there, but they make it disappear within the day. It's incredible to watch these fish. On top of that, you can also use a mono shrimp. They do a really great job of mowing it as well. But I really rely on those fish and shrimp to take care of that problem for me, and they really, really have. I can help boost the problem with, um, not boost the problem, help lower the problem with things like uh, fluval but, uh, products, but the best. Way in my opinion is trying to get those species in, in your tank. Other than that, you have to use you know um, hydrogen peroxide treatments with a with a needle, trying to hit every one of them that can't keep coming. It's like playing whack-a-mole. It's not laser fun. beam. Tried laser beam after we had that uh, one with Sean. Did not work. Apparently the laser beam gets uh, eaten. The light gets eaten by the black color on the black beard algae. It doesn't work. <laughs> I killed a snail. I did not kill the black beard algae with a leg. But huh. yeah, certainly get yourself some Siamese algae eaters. I got a couple that I just move around in case I see it pop up and they disappear and the fish go back to the original tank. It works out really, really well for me. All right. What are some of the tools that you guys use in your tank that you never thought you would ever need? Turkey baster. Turkey baster? Turkey baster. I, I, like- I concur with that one. Yeah, I would agree with that one too. Yeah, I like that too. Uh, and you can use it for a coffee animal later. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying, Jimmy? Um,
3: you know the one. The one thing I use uh, used to use a lot. I don't anymore. But uh, the coffee filters, those the ones that are, have a little steel mesh on it, those worked great for hatching brine shrimp and putting them in there, uh, rinsing them off because it's such a fine, fine mesh. Uh, so coffee filters, something I would never have thought I would ever use. I'm not talking about the paper coffee filters, but the little plastic ones with the
0: uh, screen inside of it. All right, next question. Will I ever find love? In Discord, you will. What aquarium fish would you eat? All right, Adam, what would you eat? Wait, why? God, we didn't ask why. They just want to know. Right? So- we, our audience demands these things. If you had to eat an aquarium fish, which one would you eat? Probably a stingray. A stingray. Out of all the fish, that's when the one you would eat. Well, that's going to have the best meat on it. How about you, Jimmy? Piranha. I've heard those are good too. Piranhas are are highly sought
3: after in the Amazon. They they hunt them, they fish them, and they eat them. And obviously, I go
0: Oscar. You know, that's like the Florida sunfish. How do you eat sunfish in Minnesota? How about you, Debbie? I would go axolotl. Axolotl, you want a slimy?
2: Have you seen them deep fried (laughs) on a sandwich? Okay, so you can't even tell what they are, and you see the little map. We and were talking. This with is you. not pita. Oh no!
0: Yeah, we yeah. we were talking with your wife last night, and she didn't know that there was colors because you guys got a black axolotl. Yep. So we're telling her there's purple, pink, green, blue. Glowing. And she's dark. losing your mind. I said, yeah, there's also golden, and I turned my phone towards her and showed her like two deep fried axolotls on a stick in China. <laughs>
3: Well,
2: okay. She
0: was so disturbed. They everybody here on this podcast is disturbed. If you
1: ask me, I don't know. <laughs> we try our best. You're saying Adam? They eat everything over there, which is why they have coronavirus. They said that they they now think that came from like pangolin and bats. Oh, uh, bats soup. Bat yeah, soup. pangolins. So I'm kind of rooting for the pangolins on this one. Lovely. <laughs> so the
0: next question is: Knowing what fish you like, would you rather have it cooked or raw? <laughs> I go cooked. Cooked. It is Lenten season. I want mine cooked also. Right. Yeah. And yours? you said deep fried. Yeah, it's
3: deep fried. with a Everything is better deep fried. America. We're in the South. America. Diabetes.
0: All right, so what's an easy-to-grow plant to propagate and sell? Now, I've had a lot of issues with this. I'd say my favorite would be red Ludwig. It grows at a nice ra- rapid rate with a lot of light, and you can bundle it up real easy to try to sell, either to ship out or maybe a small pet store will take it from you if you grow it live.
3: I've got customers continuously asking for decent Java moss and guppy grass and our friends over in, in West Fargo, North Dakota get in guppy grass from somewhere down south she'll get in you know 40 or 50 different bags of it and it's gone in two days so
0: I think and, the the biggest issue they have with that is how to sell it and I see that most people online they'll sell it in like baseball sizes yep it's just or just yeah.
3: all, it's just all grouped in a in a small bag and, and most people put it, take like a plastic or one cup container and just you know kind of gently put it in there and that's kind of how much you'll get for your ten dollars and
2: if they were talking about how the easiest way that i've found to do it would is to take the steel mesh like the stainless steel mesh and wrap it around you know take a little bit of fishing string and wrap it around the steel mesh and it'll propagate right off of that
0: wow i never thought of that before that's, that's, and that's drop it right down in the tank. That is a good idea. All right, Jimmy, how do you tell exactly when a live bear will give birth? When not a, looking at the grab a spot method, it says in, in quotations. Not grab it. Well, I mean,
3: what I normally like to do is I like to view the fish from the top, looking from the top down to see how large of a belly it has on it. We used to raise guppies commercially for a long time. We finally had some success by using three different uh things that i had been told by people of what to do and what worked for me and i'll, I'll share this with people we were raising probably three to five hundred guppies a day and what we would do is we had so many guppies that we would raise up our, our guppies ourselves just to, to sell and then the extra guppies we had we would sell them as feeder guppies so what i'd like to do is viewing them from the top is once they look like they've swallowed a small marble And that's when you want to isolate that female away from everybody else and get them to uh, release their babies. When you put them in those small plastic boxes, which a lot of people love and have success with, a lot of times that will stress them out, and you'll see that they'll just poop out a whole bunch of dead babies. And that's just a really sad thing uh, to see. So uh, stress will not help the guppy at all. What I'd like to do, uh, what we did, is we had nine 300-gallon vats lined up in our warehouse and I bought those pop-up spring hampers and we put uh, one, two, we put in three hampers per 300 gallon tank. And in each hamper, we had 75 females and 25 males. So there's hundred fish in there. And what, what happened is that we would, you have to keep the, the tank covered up. So it's dark, unfortunately. And what we would do is we'd open it up every morning. And as we, first thing we do is we, we throw food in for the adults In those hampers, but when they have, they're in these hampers, it's wide enough so the babies can swim out. And so all the babies will be right on top, and you would just take a large 10 inch net and just scoop the top. And that was my favorite thing I did in all my years of raising fish. Was my favorite thing to do was to go downstairs into my warehouse and collect baby guppies all morning long. i
0: spent two three hours doing it, and I loved it. And so it was, uh, I just it's found pretty out, great watching you, Jimmy, do that because you just point out a big female and they're like, oh, that one's dummy thick, and then you like that one's gonna release tomorrow. Yeah, poof, sure, sure, sure. Saying it did. So. Yeah, just
3: like anything else, if you spend enough time, I mean, we're in a rural community out here. There's a lot of people raising cattle, horses. You'll have a good horse person, a good cattle person say. You know, she's going to go into labor here in the next couple hours just by uh, observing how they're acting. A lot of times a a female guppy will go off to uh, a corner of the tank or into the weeds just so she'll be left alone from the other fish and stuff. Where we had success is in these 300-gallon vats, if we did not keep those vats closed up tight from light then they would eat the babies even though the babies could swim they're stupid they swim back in to see mom and dad and they get eaten up so once we uh that was the third piece to my puzzle is somebody says you got to keep that covered up tight and then when you open it up you got to scoop real fast to get them out there and you always still don't catch them all but you'll get a good majority of them Here's an, another trick that we learned from another person. We would take a five by seven foot piece of styrofoam that you buy at your local Menards or or Home Depot, and we would lay that on top of the 300 gallon cattle trough thing. And we would take a small light bulb, kind of like a, a two watt light bulb, like a Christmas light bulb. We would drill a small hole in the styrofoam, and we put the light bulb way away from the from the uh, Adults which were on the other end of the tank and for some reason the babies come to that light And so when you open up that tank in the morning uh, Just you flip up the the five by seven piece of styrofoam and just lean up against the wall Majority of the babies are all kind of at the end where that light was and so like I said uh, we, we learned all these tricks from different breeders and stuff and that's what worked for me. So um, There's nothing more satisfying than, than having guppies
0: guppies guppies. I tell you one of my favorite th- Projects they ever did. So uh, next question: best type of natural decoration is to go in the tank? Ones that look natural, add to the aesthetics, and even add to the water quality. Is it driftwood, chola, plants? What do you guys recommend?
1: Personal. That's personal preference.
0: Well, I think it's what's the best type of natural decoration that add to water quality? Oh, driftwood. Uh, I gotta go driftwood as well. I mean, there's you can do like what do they call them? Those little pine cones, Jimmy? You remember those? Alder cones. Yeah, alder cones. Those don't last long; they'll decay, but. I think they look pretty. Yeah, I I love driftwood as long as you
3: don't have somebody in the tank eating the driftwood. We just saw what happened in my 90 gallon tank over at my house. We constantly had the driftwood leaching after what five years. My tank looks like a, a, a brackish tank. It's just so dark. And uh, what we found out is that we had a couple of plecos in there, and they're constantly chewing on the driftwood. And once we took the plecos out of there, the driftwood kind of seals itself back up, and the water now is crystal clear. And that was a, uh, a thing that we learned from Ty. Our, our buddy Ty Tolsrud stopped in and, and said, "You know, try taking them out and see if that helps." Because I'm going, "Why is my wood still leaching out after five years being in the tank?"
0: And just to note that uh, Jimmy gave me that Blecko, and it immediately read the next day. You so, suck uh, in but, your face. Yeah, in it, it face. did.
3: It was what two and a half days, and you had
0: had eggs. And oh yeah, it was immediately the next day that they actually had eggs. So. Um, What things do you wish you had known about tank care and fish in general that would have saved you lots of trouble in the long run? I'm going to let Dabby answer this one. Yeah, so
2: if I can give you one piece of advice, if you are starting up a fish room, order the damn bulkheads. Do not try and DIY them. It is a horrible experience. It works in the end, and you
0: may save 50 cents. Just order the bulkheads. So to explain this, you saw some videos online, a bunch of different people. Giving cheap ways to so get make bulkheads. Yep. Essentially, you took two PVC or they're just uh, adapters, mm-hmm. which had what a eighth of an inch lip on them. Yep. And that's what they expected you to put a gasket on and, and fit correctly. Mm-hmm. Much less, they didn't actually seal flush. So it was an actual nightmare getting these things. We had to Dremel each and every one of these things just to get them to fit. We had to cut the tips off because they wouldn't screw in flush. And then when we got them in, the gaskets would rip, and you know because they're not the correct made flat gaskets for these things, they would warp and pop. But uh, after pulling teeth, we ended up paying one dollar more just ordering them online and got them to work. But uh, certainly wasn't a pretty process. It added probably a half a day to our work. Yeah, a half a day easy.
3: I totally agree because I've done the exact same thing. And what, because we didn't want to, we had to do a hundred of them. We we uh, ended up piecing six or no four different pieces of PVC together to make the bulkhead, and we couldn't get them to line properly. Same thing with the gaskets. So I totally agree. You guys are are on spot
0: there any recommendations from uh, Adam or you Jim, for other things that uh, you would have uh, learned heaters what about heaters
1: they all suck <laughs> like they they just they just suck they i have lost more expensive fish to heaters and more of my say quote unquote favorite fish to heaters and i've had more freaking problems with heaters than with anything else like that's i mean and then you know you're all, oh, look at my tank! You get your tank all beautiful. You get plate-sized discus. You're gonna breed them, man, and then they die. You get L46 zebra plecos. Oh, and then they die. The heater shot, and then they die. I mean, heaters kill more stuff. That that's my main thing. Get yourself a titanium grounding rod. There's well, yeah, that's what taught me. Bucks. Yep. And keep it I, in, I in all your tanks. I myself
0: one actually because I was starting to get a little bit of zap for my my brand new heater, so I'm just done with it and I'm gonna get the rod. Yeah. All right. Next question would be. Plant seeds from Wish.com. Are they a scam? Are they even real? What are the best ways to grow? Immersed underwater? And you know what? I've been hearing this from a lot of people. I decided to get myself some seeds. So I'm gonna let you guys know. I ordered a couple different packs from a Wish of different. Uh, I literally got what's it called the assortment. It's a big pack full of I think it's like eight, nine different plants. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna ignore all the recommendations online on all hype because there's a lot of online. And I'm going to grow these just like I was taught in elementary school. So in elementary school, I was taught to take a Ziploc sandwich bag, take a wet napkin or wet paper towel, put it in there, and I mean sopping wet. You put the seed into the napkin, and then you hide the entire Ziploc bag with bean inside of it in a warm dark place. And in two days, you'll have an entire sprouted little plant out of your bean. I want to do these to all these aquarium seeds. Sprout them, get a tote with a grow light, and see what happens. Maybe they'll grow in water. Maybe they won't, but I'm going to put each one of these in water. I'm going to sprout them first, and I'll get back to you in a podcast on the it would be about three months till they get here, but we'll get back to you. Oh, they're here. I just got to get it done. What? They just came in. I'll be I good. ordered them, you know, I uh, heard about the coronavirus, and I'm like, I need it now.
1: <laughs> That's a good way to get it. Right? Mm. So...
0: Next question is, the bottom best bottom feeder for an Oscar or large cichlid tank? Also, what type of plants would work well with the South African cichlids? South Jimmy, African? Uh, excuse me, South American cichlids. <laughs> Jimmy um, and I found a long time ago on more of the Seagrass lists, this monster cory, I'm going to butcher the name, Brochius. I can't remember what it was. It's like a five-inch Corydora. It's Oh, huge. the Brocus
1: species? It's Brocus. Yes. Yep.
0: Thank you. And I, literally, you'll see them in past stores. They'll be labeled. And they're a beautiful Corydora. They look like a bronze Corydora, but they're just massive. And because of the size, they're not, they're not picked on like the other cichlids are in a tank. So they're safe for, you know, Oscars, African cichlids, South American cichlids. That's really the, the species I recommend besides doing loaches because loaches are, you know, yo-yo loaches, tiger loaches, even clown loaches if you can get them a nice size. Those are always uh, good ones that feed on the bottom. And as far as plants for South American cichlids, I think the most beautiful thing personally are like swords. Anytime you get a beautiful cichlid going through melon swords, but that's just a personal preference. I would contact some of the Facebook groups South American Cichlid Forum. They have such specialized requirements for a lot of these South American cichlids. I couldn't really tell you besides... I've really had success with that in the past. One that well, ones.
1: aren't a lot of South Americans going to dig them up anyway? Yeah, that's what like, I was thinking, too. Like your geophagus, your convicts, basically all your South Americans, all of your cichlids in general are going to dig up their plants. I was thinking for that, like Java moss or willow moss or something, a moss type that you could put on rocks that, you know, it'll be there. because.
0: Well, I think I that's wanted. why I had such luck with melons. Because the melanin swords that I had were so big, there's no way they can possibly, unless they're digging to the complete bottom of the tank and they're a geocichlid. Yeah. Anywho, next question is best type of CO2 systems. So essentially, from what I've seen, there's like three different types. You can DIY your own using like baking soda method in a you know, 7-Up bottle with some tubes and gaskets. You can get the gaskets cheap on Am- or eBay or Amazon. Um, method two would be buying some pre-done CO2 kits. You can get them from Fluval, and they come with replaceable canisters that you can uh, continually purchase, and it's like literally taking your wallet and lighting it on fire. This is a bad <laughs> yeah, system. that
1: would be... That's but pretty,
0: it's pretty accurate. If you buy a new iPhone, like you have to have the new iPhone every single year, that's probably for you. You can afford those CO2 systems. But uh, for the rest of us, we go to our local weld shops. You go to uh, you know, a welding shop where you can get canisters of CO2. You can either rent the canister or you can purchase a canister and have them refilled there for really cheap. And just purchasing this, you know, t- intended for industrial use canister, and then just hook up your own adapters is the cheapest way to get large amounts of CO two. That's how pet stores do it. If they're having CO two injector systems, they're getting these things from welding shops
1: because it costs them five, ten bucks to refill their tank they purchased. That's not what I use my CO two unit for, but okay. <laughs> what do you use yours for, Adam? <laughs> you remember, Jim? <laughs> I think he that's used how, how
2: I, I was sticking his hands in. A- no, that's how he. That, that's how he
3: used to. Adam sold frozen rodents. I used to breed rodents, and and anyway, some, when the rodents needed to go to sleep, he'd CO two them, and then put them <laughs> oh in, the, <laughs> and he'd put them in the freezer because some people, <laughs> snake people are, okay, re- reptile people in general are nuts. But anyway, um, so, I will agree. But
1: no, I, I would see. Okay, rats know when you're going to kill them. Oh yeah, they but do. Mice don't like. There's a difference in intelligence level with rats and mice. Rats are super smart. Yeah. And And super destructive. There's like Adam's here. We're going to (laughs) die. No, I wouldn't always. (laughs) I had favorites that I wouldn't kill, but that's not the point. like children. My God. You're cute. You squeaked at me. You live. (laughs) No, it was. But anyways, so like, it's just easier when you're breeding large numbers of rats and mice to put them all in a box that you're all the ones that you're going to wipe out that day and put a CO2 unit and just put the lid on the box and turn on the CO2 unit. It's the most humane way to kill them that I knew and know how to do.
3: Yeah. I mean, You know, and backing up Adam on this, I can I can tell you on two different hands how many people I know that have had a four dollar rat kill their three hundred dollar snake. Oh, yeah. I'm not kidding you. A, a rat, a rat will kill. I mean, you can throw a live rat in into a with a seven foot snake, and you'll come back and the rat's sitting on
1: top of the snake, and the snake's dead. Yep, just chewed the crap out of it. I've seen them kill cobras.
3: Yeah, and so a lot of people. Most people want to feed a, a dead rodent, and for two reasons. First reason we just talked about, it, so they don't hurt their their prized possession. Uh, second one is is when when you throw rats in, seriously, you throw rats into your snake or your or your other animals that are gonna eat them. Then the, you're teaching them to just strike whatever's moving. Well, you know yeah. what, what? What what what? The next time there's something moving in their Cage is probably
0: your damn hand, and uh, my buddy Mark. Well, quit putting on rat gloves. All right, right. that is, you don't put googly eyes and a sock. You know, it's gonna, it's gonna look like the Jackass movies.
3: Yeah. Well, I, let me let me tell you a story real quick. So I was over in Bemidji, Minnesota, at my friend's uh, pet store, which is now closed, but it's called uh, Friendly Fins, and and uh, Mark, my buddy, and you've heard me talk about Mark before. Big guy, he's about the size of Robbie. I was I just got there to deliver fish one day and stuff, and um, Randy. He had a veterinarian on staff that he shared the building with. And Randy came out the building with this look on his face like the place was on fire. He goes, come help me. I go, what? He goes, Tiny is wrapped around Mark's arm. And so I ran in to the pet store. Now, Tiny was his 11-foot snake. And this snake was very docile. He would take it to schools. and use Kind
0: of it. like how you name a dog with, you know, missing. Right.
3: But, but this, this snake. Its tail, it's lucky. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> So this snake was, I mean, very docile. He took it into schools; kids handle it and whatnot. Well, what happened is that he he fed a live um, he fed live food all the time, but this particular day the snake is shedding and oh, it's blue. Yeah, and, and it can't see very well out of its out of its uh, eyes because of the the shed over the eyes. And uh, he had fed the, the the snake, and then the snake pooped, and he reached in and he had rubber gloves on, white rubber gloves. He reaches in to grab that poop, and the snake struck, swallowed his thumb, and wrapped around his arm, and his arm was black. It wasn't blue. It was black. And this snake, it took, uh, for a second, I thought we were going to have to cut its head off to get it off Mark's arm. It was probably about a 110-pound snake. The look on Mark's uh, face was uh, of terror. And Randy said, I got a quick idea, because the three of us are trying to pull the snake off, and there's no way we're getting the snake off. So Randy, the veterinarian, took off, came back with a bottle of hydrogen peroxide, poured it in the snake's mouth, he released.
1: Yep, that's what I was going to say. Either alcohol works or water. Yep, he put hydrogen per- in the mouth. But but he- I mean, it works the same way with Jaeger
0: uh, with and Jimmy. He'll just, you know, I'll let you go. <laughs> that's right.
3: I'll, I'll let you out of the headlock once you buy me a drink.
0: Absolutely. Man, I mean, that's the last time I do hot yoga in front of my snake. <laughs> that's right. So, so CO2 is a wonderful thing for other things than plants. Yes. All right, next question. How do I add or change substrate materials in the tank that's already set up? The current setup is gravel, sand base, I'm looking to grow more natural plants. The goal is to add guppies in for breeding. 20-gallon, bristle bristlenose. Um, one lone surviving the... dwarf frog, and some ram's horns. Number one, if you want to breed fish, there's too many other fish in the tank. Number two, yeah. you want to transition to a different gravel. Why? Just because you add plants and someone told you you can't use sand or gravel? Sand sucks. Well, you can use it. So what I'd recommend is instead of switching out your substrate because the only way to successfully switch out your substrate is starting over. Your substrate's what holds the cycle besides your filter. So if you don't have a nice filter, odds are you're going to switch out the substrate. You're going to have issues with your fish getting stuff from their gills, um, taking out all the good biological bacteria. So the only way to do it successfully and safely is starting over. So instead of that, go online, go to Amazon.com, purchase fertilizer tabs you can get a bunch of them just line the bottom of your tank and take tweezers and add the fertilizer tabs into your substrate and that adds essentially black dirt into your tank so you can use the sand you can use the gravel bases as long as it's a mix and go with more natural plants and there's plants like jimmy said before that you don't have to root that you can put in there regardless but if you want rooting plants i have only sanded my tank and all i use is these tabs and it works great so give that a go
1: Hopefully that helps you out. Also, the beta is going to kill the guppies.
0: Oh, yeah. You, he wants to breed guppies, and he has a bunch of different other fish. In. it's Especially the frogs alone, the frogs could the, eat the guppies.
1: Yeah, the dwarf frog will eat the guppies and the guppy babies, but... Well, no, no, no. Are we, Is If this is the dwarf frog, they only get like an inch and a half, two inches. It, depends, both, it
0: could be a clawed frog. I don't know.
1: Yeah, but the beta will kill the guppies because they got that flowing fins, and betas just get pissy sometimes with things. <laughs> so hopefully that answers so, it. So, so much next hanging. one...
0: Is specifically for Jimmy. What? He added a picture, and I'll explain this picture to you, Jimmy. Actually, I'm right. I have control of Jimmy's computer right now, so I can actually pull up the picture, so Jimmy can look at this. I think that'll be the the best way to get this question answered. So, see that car, Jimmy? Yes. All right. How many sponge filters does Jim think I can make up? Of- <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Now, for those listening on the podcast, it kind of looks like a 1960s 19 uh, era. Chevy Chevelle. (laughs) Yeah. Two-door. Let me see. I'm thinking, yeah, two-door. The back seat's going to be a little crimped. I'm thinking you can get, what, 120 out of those seats? Yeah,
3: I'm getting 75 out of the front, maybe 50 out of the back. Yeah, about 125.
0: Less. 50 could be thin. I mean, it depends what condition it is. (laughs) You know, and,
3: and, and there again... It's an old car. The back seat, I probably wouldn't even use the, the, the sponge from back there because it's probably all yeah. nasty. It's
0: probably filled with biological bacteria. There you go. Oh, it's probably... Yeah.
3: <laughs> it, exactly. It's probably already filled with something <laughs> nasty, and we don't want that floating around in your tanks. No, for you right? for you cheap asses out there that that give me crap about this, I buy all my foam from the foam people now that I have money. So I don't have They're to it. It just like, so
2: happens that the car manufacturers... Buy it from the same place he
3: buys it from. (laughs) Pretty much for half the price. (laughs) I
0: I hope you all die in your sleep. Well, on that note, that brings us to the end of our questions. So, guys, if you got more questions for us, we answer questions on every podcast that you guys send us emails. You can leave a voicemail. We played right on the podcast for us. Aquariumguyspodcast.com, bottom of the website. You find all our info. And the guy that emailed us, that Phil gentleman with the giant community tank and Eel, I called him within two minutes of the email. I was editing the podcast. He sent me the message, and he was tickled pink that I gave him a call so fast he could have never expected that. We're really responsive. It's not going to last forever. Our podcast is growing exponentially, and until we can't, we're going to answer everything you try to throw at us.
3: There's also so, there's also a law against stalking, Rod. You can't. That,
0: no, he, he stalked me, and then I received <laughs> Oh, you stalked it. So him back. I did. That's, that's a, a mutual bond. That's why I'm here with Dabby. He was a stalker of mine. The there you go. Season. Yeah, you, you, you never know where your stalker might turn into your best friend. He did have a banjo and said I had a pretty mouth, but uh, we'll get to
3: that in the next <laughs> <episode>. <laughs> uh, For everybody listening. Uh, no, no Ad- don't explain that joke, Jimmy. No, no I'm, just gonna say, I'm just going to say Adam and I have been sending him all kinds of banjo stuff, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, and ask him if he can squeal like a pig, stuff like that and stuff.
2: And... Oh, he did.
3: Did he? <laughs> wow. Enjoy
0: after we got the tanks done You're going to come back a changed man. All right, guys. I'll see you in the next podcast in Minnesota in Studio B with Jimmy. And uh, I wish you guys a great week.
1: And I'll see you guys in the next podcast. See ya. Thanks, guys, for listening to this podcast. Please visit us at AquariumGuysPodcast.com and listen to us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and anywhere you can listen to podcasts. We're
0: practically everywhere. We're on Google. I mean... Just go to your favorite place. Pocket Casts. Subscribe to make sure it gets push notifications directly to your phone. Otherwise, Jim will be crying into sleep. Can, can I listen to it in the in my treehouse? In your treehouse, in your fish room, even alone at work. What about my man cave? Especially your man cave. Yeah. Only if Adam's there? No. With feeder guppies? No.
1: no. They're endless. You magic <laughs> loving <laughs> sucking motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we'll see you next time. <laughs> Later.